Ephesians 3, our reading is from chapter 3 of Ephesians, verses 14 to the end, verse 21. For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. God, we thank you for your incredible and beautiful word. We thank you for the way it's alive, the way that your Holy Spirit um, speaks to us each individually and corporately. And we we bring ourselves now to you, um, we offer ourselves to you, and we thank you for Dan, and we pray your blessing and your spirit on him so that we, your body, can be with you and hear from you right now. We, we offer this time especially to you. Uh, would you use it to help us to grasp this amazing love and power? Amen. Amen. Thanks, Tanya. That's great. So I um, have the privilege of, of uh, being a volunteer chaplain at the hospital and um, often just walk around wards and, and, and see how people are doing. Um, but uh, occasionally get asked to go and see some people as well. And um, so at the end of my morning, on Thursday morning, I was asked to go and see um, a lady. <coughs> and uh, so I thought, okay, I've got time. I go, went and saw her. <coughs> and um, this lady called Yvonne, uh, I've asked her permission to share this. Um, she's 89. She'd had a fall um, and uh, she was sitting in, in, in a chair in her room. And... Uh, chatted with her, said, how are you doing? Oh, very well, you know, they're looking after me so well here, um, and so I'm just so grateful. And she'd met the full-time chaplain who'd prayed with her, and she said, I really appreciated his prayer. I said, oh, well, I, I can pray with you too, and, and, and then if you'd like that, and um, <clears throat> you, you, you have a faith, and uh, she said, uh, yes, yes, I have a faith. I'm, uh, and uh, so we said a, a short prayer, and then, after, oh, I prayed, and, uh, <clears throat> and then unexpectedly to me, she prayed as well. Um, doesn't always normally happen in the hospital, but she started praying. And, uh, and then she said afterwards, she said, do you know I used to be a prostitute? And uh, <clears throat> I said, I, I mean, I wasn't expecting that, an 89-year-old dear um, <laughs> in hospital. Okay, okay. Uh, um, and uh, she said, yeah, so I grew up and my mother used to lock me in the cupboard um, for hours on end while uh, she had men coming round. And... Um, I once threw myself down the stairs, she said, 
just to get some attention. And, uh, and then my mother, um, well, I thought I might as well follow in her footsteps and uh, became a prostitute. And then, uh, and then sometime later she said, I wasn't very happy with my life. I said to God, she said, I prayed to God, um, can you do something with me? Didn't seem to get an answer. Went, she said, then that night, um, God put her into a very deep sleep, the deepest sleep she'd ever had in her entire life. And uh, she woke up the next day a completely different person. What an amazing story. She said her mother had very sadly taken her own life at the age of 50. And, uh, and she said, um, she said, but I love my mother. She said, but I love Jesus more. And uh, she said, and he loves me so much. Now, I don't always meet people like that in the hospital, but she was incredible. Wow. And so I asked her permission. I said, could I tell the church your story? She said, please tell the church my story. This is a story of God's love, God's power to transform lives. That this lady was radiant. She was oozing the love of Jesus. 89 years old. Isn't that awesome? Yes. Wow. What an inspiration she was. And the love of Jesus is talked about in this passage. Paul prays that you may have power to grasp this love of Jesus. And he talks about how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. We have a cross here. Why? Because that's the heart of our faith as Christians. The cross we just sang about um, uh, on the Mount of Crucifixion. This is at the heart of our faith. But what does the cross do? It points in all these different directions. It points wide. It points long. It points down. It points up. And that's what the love of Christ does as well. The love of Christ is very broad. The love of Christ includes you. No one is too far away from God that he can't reach them. His love is so broad. His love is so deep. You know, Jeremiah in the Old Testament says that the heart is deceitful beyond cure. Who can know it nor understand it? And sometimes our hearts have things hidden deep that we don't want others to know about or maybe we've even forgot about ourselves. But the love of Christ goes so deep down to the depths. The love of Christ is long. It casts a shadow and it is long. The love of Christ goes through all eternity. The love of Christ goes through all of the length of your days. And the love of Christ is high. It will take you up to the heights. He'll take you to heaven. That is the love of Jesus Christ. I remember when I was 20 years old, I became a Christian. I brought up, went to church a little bit, as many of you know. But I became a Christian when I was 20. God found me and for the first time in my life I felt loved I mean I come from a loving family but I felt loved by someone who knew it all he knew my you know things I was ashamed of he knew it all and yet he still loved me that's my testimony and I know that may well be yours as well the love of Christ and I pray Paul prays that you may have power to grasp this you know, so many of our problems will be sorted out if we just knew that we're loved. I pray that you may know this, and this is not an intellectual knowledge, but this is like, you just know. You just know that you know that you know that you are loved. 
every single morning, you can wake up and whatever thought comes to you first in your mind, tell yourself, I am loved. I am loved. And whom I love by, I'm loved by the one who knows everything. He knows everything about me and yet he still loves me. You can tell yourself that because that is the central truth of the gospel. That you are loved, that Jesus died for you because he loves you. I pray that you may be rooted and established in that love, Paul prays. Do you know, um, not everybody I meet in the hospital is like that woman, Yvonne. <laughs> you know, sometimes I, I walk into one room and someone's saying, oh yes, yes, the staff are amazing here, they're taking good care of me. And then you walk into the next room and they say, they're awful. I hate these, this hospital, why am I in here? They haven't got time. I'm thinking, well, they're in the same ward, same staff. <clears throat> What's the difference? Well, <laughs> do you know, um, other things can get rooted in our lives, can't they? You know, sometimes if we let them, bitterness, unforgiveness, that can become rooted in our lives. Things that, bad experiences, disappointments that we've had, hurt and pain, shame can become rooted and established in our lives. And sometimes, you know, you can just live that lifestyle of bitterness and rage and anger and all the rest of it. And so it, it taints everything. You see everything in that way. Paul prays here, and our prayer too, is that you may be rooted and established in love. Jesus does. When you give your life to him, when you put trust in him, what he's done on the cross is that he, he, he uproots you. Now, not, circumstances might not change on the outside, but spiritually, he'll uproot you from bad soil that is full of weeds and all that bad stuff, and he will root you in the love of Christ. He will root you in the love of God. Plant you, I should say. And then you'll, you, you, your roots will go down into the soil. And when you, you know, if you take, uh, we were given a fig, wasn't it? I guess a small fig tree we were donated by uh, Tanya's auntie. Well, we've got to let it, take root in the soil and once it does it will become established I pray that you may be established uh, if you're a tree that is well established okay you might get buffeted by the wind and all of that and the storms and all that may come as we we're singing about storms but you will be established you will remain in the love of Christ I'm convinced so many of our problems will be sorted out if we knew that we're rooted and established in love that we're in the love of God. This is the love of a father, the love of a heavenly father. Paul prays, I kneel before the father. You know, Jewish people would generally pray standing up, but if you kneel down, you mean business. I kneel before the father. I feel like I should kneel because this is a bit creaky, this platform. That's only me that's conscious of it. I kneel before the father. pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you. Do you know, we're, we're lacking in glorious riches in our land at the moment. So many affected by the cost of living going up. And we're affected by war. And we heard about Siobhan's trip to Ukraine. There aren't glorious riches, or if there are, they're being wasted and squandered. And, you know, often it's just a handful of people take all the riches of this world, but Christ has glorious riches for you. The riches of heaven. And the prayer here is that you be strengthened from 
God's glorious riches. There's no shortage. We don't need to have a mindset that says, well, just a little bit for you, just a little bit for you, just a little bit for you. No. God's riches for you are glorious. And you'll be strengthened by the Spirit of God in your inner being. We sang that, didn't we? Weak made strong. That is God's will for us, that we be strong people, not strong in ourselves, but strong in Christ. Strengthen you with power. Do you know, if God's love is just like a nice thing, it's just a nice, well-intentioned gesture, but there's no power, well, it's, it's not effective, is it? You know, too often Christianity is a bit like that. It's sort of nice, but it's <laughs> not very effective because it's like there's no power. But if there's just power and no love, then it's just scary. And you don't want to go near it, right? But the gospel is power and love. You know, Lennon and McCartney, I was reading, uh, I was hearing about Paul McCartney. He said that when he and John Lennon got together, there was just like magic happened when they sat down to write songs. Lennon and McCartney. I mean, what a mix. Well, it's the same with God's love, if that's not, you know, too much of a stretch. God's power and God's love. What a mix. What a combination. And we need both in the church. Now, Paul's prayer here is ridiculous. It's to know the love that surpasses knowledge. How can you know something that surpasses knowledge? You can't, can you? You can't know something that you can't know. It's beyond knowing. It's ridiculous. And then he prays that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. How on earth could we be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God? Uh, I've got a glass of water here, and you could say that that's a full glass of water. Um, now, what our kids do, if we say to them, can you fill up the water glass, they fill it right to the brim, and then they keep pouring, and it all goes over all the... If you did that in a pub show one, would it go, you know, just pour beer everywhere. Might not do that. Um, but um, that's what our kids do. So, yeah, I filled up the water glass. <laughs> Well, actually, that's the love of God, that you might be filled and filled to the fullness of God, to overflowing. It's a ridiculous prayer. It's not a half-measures prayer. It's an over-the-top prayer. But guess what? It's in the Bible, and the Apostle Paul prayed it. So I reckon it's a good one, don't you? And then he says, now to him who's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. Again, totally ridiculous. What can you imagine? Some of us have got really good imaginations. Some of us need our imagination working a little bit more. But we can imagine some pretty big things, can't we? If we put our minds to it. But Paul says here, he's able to do immeasurably more than that. That's crazy, isn't it? But check this out. It's according to the power, his power that is at work within us. Jesus, when he went to Nazareth, he had the power of the Lord was present, but he couldn't actually do that much because they didn't really believe. Other places, when he went there, we're told in Luke's gospel that the power of the Lord was present for him to heal. Jesus was dependent on the power of the Holy Spirit in order to do what he did. And sometimes his power was limited. Now, if Jesus' power is limited sometimes, then ours is too. Because God can only move in accordance with the power that is at work within us. And if we want to limit that power, 
Well, guess what? God doesn't force himself on us and he won't go beyond what we're willing to go with. He might do because he's God and he can do what he wants, but generally God works with us. He's looking for partners. Amazing, all the sports at the moment. Anyone like sport? Yeah? Who's going to watch the football tonight? Yeah, amazing. And Commonwealth Games, I mean, it's just endless. You know, all you've got to do is sit on your sofa constantly. It's so inspiring, the sport, isn't it? <laughs> Brilliant. But, um, you know, football's coming home. All these athletes have a coach, don't they? All of them. And the coach, they might have the best coach in the world, but the coach is only able to take the athlete as far as the athlete's willing to go. So, you know, if you're a coach, you can say, well, listen, you've got potential. You could win a medal, but you've got to be willing to run with my program. You've got to be submitted to my regime. If you do what I tell you to do, you could be a medal winner. But the coach is then reliant on the athlete to, to go, to, 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 to submit to that program. God is reliant on his church <laughs> to minister according to God's power. Now you might think, well, God's God and we're not. I thought God could do what... Actually, his chosen method is to work through us. According to the power that is at work, not in the atmosphere, in, in us, in you, in me. And God is waiting for people who are willing to say, yes, Lord. I'm just saying yes. I'm yielding to your program, to your agenda, Lord. I thought I had the right ideas, but change me, Lord. Change my heart. We're going to sing, let my heart be renewed. If you submit to his program, his plans, his will, his ways then yes, his power at work in you will be powerful. We're weak, but he is strong. It's not about us, it's about him. And to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. That, so this prayer wasn't just for the first century church. This is forever and ever. This is for the church today. This is for Pembury Baptist Church. And it's awesome. It's an audacious prayer. It's ridiculous. And yet, it's in line with the will of God, with the glorious riches of the will of Christ. It's in line with the extravagant love of God. Here is love, vast as a swimming pool, hot tub, paddling, no, vast as the ocean. So Father, we want to declare your love in this place today. And we want to proclaim healing in this church this morning. I want to proclaim that you have the power to free us this morning. To free us from addiction. To free us from the things that hold us captive. Lord, you have power to uproot us from things that are not helpful, that have been holding us back for too long. And Lord, you are moving in our midst. And you're moving through me. You're moving through us. You're moving through everybody here we welcome you Holy Spirit to um, enter us into the training program 
that we might be submitted to your plans and your purposes. That we might not place a limit on what you want to do, Lord. Lord, may you strengthen us with power. May you strengthen us with power. Do you know that's God's will for you? Not to be weak and feeble, but to be strengthened with the power of the Spirit. So come, Lord. Have your way. Come, Chris. I don't know if you're like me, but maybe you think, oh, I wish I loved God more. Do you know what God says? He says, I wish you understood more of my love. We came back from holiday in Cornwall yesterday, on Friday, rather, um, and uh, we came back to a garden it was burnt and shriveled and uh, terrible, really. Our um, lovely um, blueberry bush was all shriveled up, the leaves brown, nothing there. Why? Because next door but one to us is a great big oak tree. And that great big oak tree has roots that go down and suck out the life from the plants in our garden. I wonder if you're like that. We need to get our roots down into the love of God so that we can understand his love. Maybe there's something in your life that is sucking away the life of God, like that oak tree, sucking away the life and leaving you shriveled up. 
God wants to water you and get your roots down, down, down deep into the love of God. Thanks, Chris. I just want to encourage you, if, if that is a word for you and you think, yeah, you know what, um, then find someone, um, talk to them, maybe someone you trust, uh, and, and, get, and get, get, get prayer. Be prayed for. It can be prayed for during the service, so you can go away and do it. You can just stay there for a minute. Um, and uh, just, just receive prayer, because um, that is what God wants. He wants to get us rooted and deeply rooted in the love of Christ. <clears throat> Hi. Hi, Toby. How are you? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Good thought. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Thank you, Lord, that you're moving in power in this place. Release us, we're praying. Release us from the lies of the enemy. Release us from shame. Release us from fear. Lord, where we've been held captive too long, I pray, release us. And thank you that your will for us is good. Thank you that you are good. So let's sing. Uh, we're going to sing.